Get them fired up and get them to the staging lanes, baby, because Eighth Mile Apparel is now carrying Glowing Bracket Racing merch. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and much more can be yours today by visiting EighthMileApparel.com. We appreciate each and every one of you guys supporting the Gorn Bracket Racing YouTube and Facebook pages. What's up guys casey and george here on november 7th man it's getting a little dark a little early you can probably see it out that window right now the sun's going down it's not something that i'm particularly fond of whenever the sun goes down so ridiculously early this time of year but it is what it is before we get this show started we got to thank tsr racing products Get them for your power glides, turbo 350s, and 727 transmissions, brg 3d printed parts anything you need that you can't find elsewhere get it printed up Custom from Brian Garrett, high-density polymers and plastics, Syntex printing out there in Temple, Texas. Driven Racing Oil, where you can use code GBR10, get yourself 10% off your order. No matter how much you end up buying, and they sell all kinds of stuff, not just oil. So go on their website, check that out, use that code GBR10. Proform Parts, visit ProformParts.com for carburetors, alternators, starters, radiators, distributors, tools, and much, much more. Crew Chief Pro Software. The weather's changing. If you are lucky enough to be down in the south and still racing, you know those dial-ins like to fluctuate this time of year because it might be 85 one day and it might be 55 the next day if you're lucky. But you need to contact Don Higgins there over at CrewChiefPro.com and get that ET prediction software. Help you out a little bit, man. Tell you what your car is going to do. Every once in a while, a driver might screw that up. I've been known to do that. George's been known to do that. I know y'all been wanting to do that as well. And, of course... You saw the brand new commercial. You saw Dylan Champion do his best interpretation of the radio DJ and get that eighth mile apparel GBR merch out there. We finally got it up for you guys. We've been getting asked about it for, you know, at least a year now, maybe a little bit more. But we got a deal back going with eighth mile apparel. Visit eighthmileapparel.com. Get all your GBR hats, t shirts, hoodies, and whatever else you need, man. So. George, before we get into this whole deal, I know this isn't a bracket racing thing that I'm getting ready to say, but man, I believe it was called World Cup this weekend. I just wanted to tell you this, get your reaction. You ever heard of a Toyota Starlet? I haven't, but I they're, think I know what you're about to say. They're those extremely rowdy, rotary engines, I believe they are, but they're basically like the fuel altered of the door car world. Really short wheelbase and really fast. And yeah. a lot, a lot of boost, and some of them run nitro. Well, anyway, I just saw a time slip that I sent to all my buddies right before we started this show. This thing went 414 at 174 in the eighth, and then it ends up going 642 at 214 in the quarter. Now, let me tell you this, and this is what I want your reaction to. A Toyota Starlet's wheelbase is a half inch shorter than a golf cart's wheelbase. So imagine in your golf cart, you're going 642, at 214 mile an hour. 
Yeah, you got my reaction. I just was silent the whole time and there wasn't nothing <laughs> no technical difficulties. I couldn't really get out what I thought. Um I couldn't really get out what I thought was uh would be my reaction except for was there an oil down shortly after? Did the guy check his pants? <laughs> what what that's my thought, you know. Um, I don't know. All I all <laughs> I saw was the time slip, but I can tell you right now that that's that's crazy. Yeah, so. you wouldn't you wouldn't catch me doing it. That's all I can tell you. Um, no, nah, sorry, I'll stick to stick to my 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 type of race car or a motorcycle. I know they have a, a short wheelbase too, but no, I'm good on that little little bit of car running that fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey. George, I'm I'm gonna let you start the topic today because this is something that's near and dear to your heart. You love your roadsters, man, right. and you saw that that post I put up where I just. I think it, it said something along the lines and it got it got a whole lot of uh, traction, but it was just something I was, you know how I put random questions up that just pop into my head every once in a while on our Facebook page, on Going Bracket Race Facebook page? Right. Well, I just started thinking, I'm like, why is a Roadster allowed with door cars when they don't have doors, but an altered isn't? And I know the reason why. I know the reason why. That's not what I meant. No, before we I asked. just, right. yeah, I was wondering why... Because they just see, like an altered is the illest handling race car, period. It's short wheelbase. They usually have big motors in them. They're, the whole goal of an altered is the same goal as a funny car. It's to get rowdy. So I, I just was thinking, I was like, why is, why is a Roadster, which is relatively the same wheelbase as an altered allowed, but an altered isn't to run with door cars because the whole name is door cars. They don't yeah. have doors. Yeah, and I... <laughs> My old man was here for the for the first day of that question, and of course he he has built a uh, a left hand steer roadster. I have driven a left hand steer roadster, and so you're right, it is near and dear uh, to my heart as a subject. I also saw a lot of people compare that left hand steer roadster to a door truck, which I also drive, so I, I fit in. Yeah, you got it for both ends. <laughs> pretty well, man. Pretty well. You know what I mean. So. Um, we knew the answer, of course. I want to reiterate that, guys. We didn't throw the question out there not knowing the answer. We know that it's left-hand steer versus center steer. We know all of that. More so along the lines of should, and this is kind of where I want to go, Casey, should the altered be allowed in the door car class as well? I know they're driving center steer. I know they don't have the blind spots that a door car would have, especially a door truck. I know exactly where that is. Um, they don't have as much body to look over body-wise as a 63 Corvette or a Camaro Roadster would have. I've never driven a Camaro Roadster, but I have driven that, that 63 Roadster right there. Okay, that one. I've driven that. Okay. Um, should they be allowed, Casey? And then what would be the ramifications if they were? What do you think? I mean, is this a, a conversation that says we should change the rule not to necessarily remove left-hand steer from from door cars? Because I don't mind that either. I'd like everybody else's opinion as well. But should we allow the altered inside of door cars as well? First of all, I don't even know the last time I saw an altered bracket race. And I mean, that was, man, I probably haven't seen one for... I probably haven't seen an altered bracket racing for probably 15 years, to be honest with you. Other, well, there is one. Chet Dragon, Chet Dragon has one, but that's that's the only one I can remember in recent times. And I'm sure they're out there. Um, right. There were too many of them at one point not to be out there. Um, 
I don't care either way, personally, uh, because you notice if you read through all those comments, I mean, there were a bunch of comments on that. Um, if you read through all the comments, what a lot of people started getting into is they kind of uh, switched uh, directions in a couple of them, which was interesting. And that's why I like putting those comments out there, just to get everybody's opinions on stuff, because like going bracket racing isn't just a show. This is what goes through my mind all the time. I just like talking about this stuff and you like talking about this stuff. And that's why we do this show because we can't be the only ones or maybe we're the only two crazy ones. I don't know. Nope. But the fact of the matter is, is that um, they got into uh, the debate of, well, if we're, if we're talking about separating roadsters out then and making them run with dragsters, why aren't we just doing all run and everything? And that's something, I guess, uh, well, I'll get your opinion on the all-run scenario real quick, and then I'll go into a little bit further into it. We've kind of been down the street. We understand all-run and the reasoning behind, uh, and particularly speaking, on the big money scale, I'm pretty sure every local event you go to is all-run. Um, I don't necessarily know of any local events that are split between Draxter and door cars, so it's not necessarily a big deal at the local level. On the big money on the big money scale, it's it's kind of a big deal. It's definitely a big conversation where if we put all those cars back together, we are going to lose time in a effort to complete the race as fast as possible in the first place, especially depending on what track you're at. Some of these tracks have curfews. Some of these tracks have, you know, different weather elements to get into the game. And on top of that, some of these promoters just want the driver to be as fresh as possible to compete in what I would call the hardest sport in drag in drag racing, period. And that's bracket racing. You have to be machine-like, okay? And so we have to complete the race fast as possible. That is my take on all run. It's I believe it's probably a known and well uh, documented fact might not be documented except for in the heads of promoters and people who've tried this but it's a fact that door cars will complete the round faster than dragsters will not just because there's going to be more dragsters 99 percent of the time than there will be door cars in my opinion that's been kind of skewing a little bit here lately but it still is going to lean in the favor of the dragster the the over the line burnout is a pain in the butt. Everybody's going to talk about that. The no the no shot clock to stage. Uh, everybody's going to talk about these things. Those are all reasons why I'm I'm okay with door car versus door car and dragster versus dragster. Not from a state uh, of of a competitive advantage goes to either or. I'm not I'm not on that spectrum. More so, the race gets over a little bit quicker when you only have to back up one car or uh, back up. You know, you don't have to back up any indoor car unless somebody's, you know, showboating their burnout out past 60 foot. You know what I mean? Or it doesn't have a good line lock, you know. So there's my take. Yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, the time the time frame alone, just the, like you said, the burnout procedure, uh, that's already going to slow down the dragster side of things to begin with. Now, the problem is, is once you combine dragsters and door cars, every door car you have paired with a dragster takes the dragster amount of time. That's why they hold you whenever you're a door car. They hold you if you're running a dragster. And then the dragster, when they start backing up, they say, okay, go. Well, two door cars are going to burn out. And even the cars, there's a lot of cars that burn over the line out here. And, uh, in fact, I was doing it in Dad's Chevelle just because it had the power to do it. It was cool. Sure. And uh, and I was staged a lot of times before my opponent. 
you know, so, I mean, as long as you can do it and get back, that's no big deal. But, uh, you know, there's just too much, too much messing around. And it's Steve Shepard over here says shot clock idea, um, question mark. I don't know if he's asking what that would mean, but it would just mean like, you know, once somebody starts doing their burnout, you have 30 seconds to get in the stage beam or the trees firing or something like that, you know? Right. Um, you have to be quick. And, I, and this is open discussion, by the way, guys. Keep those comments coming. Keep hitting that share button. I see it getting shared out quite a bit. That share button is crucial to, to how this this show performs. Uh, something about a Facebook algorithm. I don't know what. I'm not good with math. I'm definitely not good with algorithms. And I definitely can't do that old Rubik's Cube thing that some of these kids can do in a matter of seconds. Yeah, can't do that. So um, I got one over here. I'm going to read, Casey. And it's Maxie McLaughlin. Good buddy of mine. I've seen him out at... Uh, Seen him out at Ardmore this week. I ain't going to tell you how that went. Casey, don't ask. I don't want to talk about it. Rounds, <laughs> which is typical your big money race starts of the day. Hold on a minute here. Um, no time runs. Door car versus door car and Draxer versus Draxer makes sense in, in a bracket race. Local races, generally you have time runs. Hold on. Generally you have time run or two same day as all. All run is fine. That makes sense where he's saying there, you, you know. And in, in, in eliminations, you're going right in. Run your door cars versus your door cars and dragsters versus dragsters. But at a local event, everybody's all run. Everybody also has a time run. All run. So that's a good comment out there. Hopefully I got that right, Maxie. If I didn't mess nothing up, let me know. Go ahead, Casey. That's something that's something that uh, for sure, I don't care if you separate door cars or dragsters to begin with. I've never understood why we call everybody separate for time runs. Like We should just be like, hey, if you're not a junior dragster or not a motorcycle or something, then we're doing time runs right now. Everybody gets one and the staging lanes are closing at one hour from this first call. And if you're not here and I say it's the final call, the cone's going out and you aren't going. Yeah. And that would speed a lot of things up too. Yeah, I agree with that too. And, and, and I understand it at the local level where a lot of these racers don't get to race very often. They want to come out and get two time runs on their equipment. But if you have a certain amount of cars in said race, you definitely don't need to give two time runs or we're going to be sitting out there all night long. That's just my opinion, okay? Uh, we'll be starting second round at 8 o'clock p.m. when you have 300 cars to go down the track. That's gonna, that's just a recipe for a late night, right? So anyway, um, here's another one out of Austin Strong. He says, what about fast door cars or roadsters? They do the over-the-line burnouts too. Should they be allowed uh, should the should they do a quick bracket or a slow bracket? Again, one or two or three burnouts over the line in door car isn't going to hinder the speed of door car, in my opinion. Here, you know, you do have cars that don't have a line lock. You it doesn't even have to be a fast door car, Casey. You'll see cars that they basically do a dragster burnout in a door car because that's what their cars set up to do. I'm totally fine with that. The just of the of the matter is there's not going to be so many over the line burnouts or people burning out to the 330, which I'll never understand in the first place, which they do in Dragster, right? Yeah. Um, no, man, I, I don't know. I, I just think uh, I don't think the burnouts are necessarily the problem. I think it's just once we back up, let's back up and go forward. You should have checked your delay box. Like what I always did whenever I would do a Dragster burnout, go over the starting line and then I'd look at the scoreboards, make sure they're right already. And then look at my delay box while I'm backing up so you can stage whenever you get in, but you don't need to, 
go back, be all methodical, look at your delay box, look at the scoreboard, look down at the delay box. If you have a K&R, you got to switch to the next screen, look and make sure your delay's right. You should have been ready before you got up there, man. Like this is, it's, it's ridiculous how long people uh, take yeah. to, to do some of those things. It's, you know, there's I'm no not, reason for it. I'm not looking at my delay box past, if I'm the third pair back, fourth pair back, generally speaking, before I leave the pits, I know what's going to be in my delay box and I'm not changing it. Okay. I basically say to myself, this is the number I'm putting in. If I change it, it may be one number. That's it. Cause I'm like, I mean, I'm going to be one thou red and I'll throw one number in and that's it. Okay. Um, I change, I change my stuff all the time on the starting line, but it takes like one second. That's yeah, why I don't right. understand why it takes so long. Yeah. I don't, I don't touch it, man. But back to the conversation of, 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 left-hand steer, altered, whatever the case may be, should we put them in dragster? Let's just go ahead and touch that that exact question. What would be a reason, in your opinion, why we would put a 63 Corvette Roadster or a Super Gas uh, Corvette-style or Camaro-style Roadster, left-hand steer style, with dragsters? What's the, what's the reason why we would do that? And it can't, don't give me just because they don't have doors. Cause that doesn't work for me. No, it would be, I mean, the only, the only reason that I could see would be the fact that they just have better vision. You know, they had the, the roof cut off the car, but I saw another really good comment on our Facebook post that said, well, what's the problem? What about the convertible? They're, they're just as good. And I was like, that's true because at that point there's, there's two things. If you say the, the roadsters have to have doors this winter, everybody's cutting doors into their roadster. It's not hard to, to make that happen. Any body man can make that happen. Now it's a door car. You don't have to open the door to get in and out. You can still get over the side. It's just the fact there's a door there. Now it's a door car, right? And the other side of things would be, okay, everybody's just going to build convertibles. So it's, you know, it doesn't matter either way. Um, you know, and I, again, I don't care either way. It doesn't matter to me. Um, right. You know, in my opinion, if you know your race car and all of these winners pictures prove it. You know, we've we've had a 730 car win one of the biggest races this year. We've had the fastest dragster, well, I would say second fastest because Scoggin Dickey's car I think is faster than Travis Laster's, but Travis Laster is definitely usually the fastest car wherever he is. Oh, and he's been and he's one get it twisted. He's been yeah. 380 in that car. I do believe him. He told me uh, at one point he's been 380. So let's not think that that 4-0 dragster can't can't dip down into low 380s. I already know for a fact. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just but deep. either way, the, the fact is, is that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you know what you're driving, it matters the fact you know what it's going to run. So I don't really care either way. It's up to the promoter and up to the track that you're at and whatever they think is better for time is uh, fine. But the one thing they should all do is run all the time runs together. Yeah, that's good. What's up, Brad Gephardt? Jesse Bignell, you trying to make me laugh. No doors. Yeah, no doors. That ain't the reason. Get that out of here. Brian comes <laughs> in and says about the, uh, the the burnout. If the door car going over the line, they should start burnouts at the same time. I agree with that 100%. This is 100%. If you're yeah. going to do a burnout over the line, both of you ought to be doing a burnout at the same time. And I don't care if there's a dragster in the yeah. other lane. Burnout, cross the line, well, that's be both cars going down the... And I, I I don't get that either. They still kind of put their hand up and let the dragster go first, do you burn out, then send the door car. Yeah. I understand from my standpoint, I want to wait till he's backing up a little bit. But what if there is a somebody in the other lane that wants to do a long burnout too? Shouldn't they do it at the same time? 
when you say burn out, burn out, no matter what you do. Why are we holding one to let yeah. the other go? You know what I mean? People have, I think a lot of times people have forgotten that, the, especially bracket racing, maybe not at other events, but bracket racers primarily, they all know what's going on anyway. Most most everybody who's, especially like you could say, oh, well, the younger guys may not know. That's not true anymore. They've all been racing. By the time they get 16, they've all been racing six, eight years already. They know what to do. Yeah, and and then they grew up watching their dads. Right. Yeah. So. I think it's basically like, hey, I want you to do your burnout. Do it whenever you feel like, but you better be up here. You right. know? Right. And but let's tackle the elephant in the room. Let's just just put it out there. Is there a competitive advantage to do, to left hand steer running in door car? Opinion wise. And the only um, thing, Casey, that you've mentioned so far is the vision, which I'm gonna get into in just a second. Just just because I, I have experience in both. I would say that uh Ultimately, you can look at super gas. They have to be perceived as some sort of an advantage in one way or another, or, or you, it wouldn't be such a rarity to see a full-body door car win super gas, right? Well, I think there's a truth to that. I think there's some truth to it. I think that the, the Corvette is more of a purpose-built race car and purposely built. Uh, when you think of the, the Corvette Roadster or the Camaro, purposely built for super gas, okay? But those cars can bracket race as well, where I think... There isn't an advantage. I'm sorry. How many times have you seen that left-handed steer get his head kicked in? How many times have you seen the dragster get beat? What I'm trying to say well, is can, you can lose in anything. It just just I can tell you in it. I've seen a lot of uh I've seen a lot of roadsters, including actually Luke Bogacki at the spring fling, whenever he was kicking everybody's butt out there, end up fast, fast roadsters get out of it because they get ill handling because they don't have any downforce. The door car would have a roof and a, a windshield, and that's a whole lot of downforce if you've ever looked at wind tunnel testing. When you remove that, those things can get sketchy. And I'm actually – it's it's kind of amazing that more of them don't crash running quarter mile because a lot of them are real fast quarter mile, but I don't know if they have the, the wing at like 45 degrees or what they've done differently to get air moving out from under them or whatever. But I've seen a lot of them, if you watch on Motor Mania, they kind of pick up every once in a while and just slide over to the side like they're like moonwalking. It's it's crazy. I mean, my dad had one that did it. Right. Um, right. It's, it's just – so I don't know. I mean, I, I would be interested to uh, – because I've talked to several people who have owned them, and that's why they said they got rid of them. And I've talked to other people that said that's never happened to me. And, like, your dad's Roadster has been very fast, and it doesn't happen to it. You know what I mean? So I just – I just don't understand. Um, I would like to get uh, someone like Charlie Stewart's opinion on why that. Because, like I said, though, it even happened to Luke's car. It's one of the fastest ones I've ever seen, 460s. Now, I've seen my dad's car get squirrely, but it was when he when he put the big motor in it to, to get it down right. to a 105, 60 foot in one of those. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's hauling the mail, dude. Some of these cars can get into the low 460s, right? Yeah. Uh, but I've also seen it to where he's got it set up now. It'll drive straight as an arrow no matter what's going on, okay? Um, so, again, if there, I don't feel like there's an advantage in it. I do think that the blind spot out of the right lane doesn't exist, in my opinion. I feel right. like out of the right lane I can see perfectly fine, whereas in my truck, there is that little blind spot. It's right here. It's very easy to know where it's at because I have to look around it to find what I'm trying to see. And that Corvette, it's not there, man. I'm just looking, and I can see everything. Yeah, but when no I look to the right in the left lane, 
I'm looking out of my door or my window on my S10 and I can see just fine. I'm still looking over a body, but in a Corvette Roadster, I'm still looking over a body as well. So the, in my opinion, the only advantage is when you're in the right lane. It's not advantage in the left lane because you're still looking over the body the same as you would out of an S10, no matter what. I know it's it, it's not even that. It's, matter of fact, it's probably the same uh, width. It's not even that more narrow, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, like I said, it it doesn't matter to me either way. I think you just need to figure out your own car and figure out your own program, and uh, and you'll be fine. I mean. Uh, there's plenty of people without the latest and greatest stuff beating people that have the most brand new everything that there is. Um, right. So right. it's all about the driver. We did we did that poll too the other day on the Gold Bracket Racing Facebook page and asked, is it more about the car or the driver? And almost unanimously, everybody who voted on that said it's all about the driver. And a lot of the comments on that pointed to, look at what Champ did. You know, right. look at what Champ just did. Look right. at what Travis Laster did. Uh, you know, that's about as far on two ends of the spectrum as you could possibly get for two of the biggest races of the year. You got know, some, so we're comments on this end. Uh, I don't know what you got on YouTube, but uh, here's one uh, from Nick Jones. Allow motorcycles to run to race with cars. We already do that on the big money scale, big dog. Um, I actually, uh, I appreciate that as well. I like the motorcycle in there. It just adds a little bit more fun to watching cars go down the track or bikes. Um, number two, I've never raced in a motorcycle, but my uncle has. And man, them some guns are hard to keep up with vision wise because you're not really looking at much on a motorcycle. And if they're faster than you and you're trying to turn around and find it, um, could be worth a, could be a, a world of trouble. And definitely one of the most dangerous vehicles in the class for door cars would be the motorcycle because there is no restriction on view whatsoever. Not yep. dangerous for, for sake of safety. Dangerous as in it could be in the right hands. It could be a, a very, very good weapon in our sport. Well, um, and I was uh, I was thinking about that too. And somebody had brought that up in one of the comments also with uh, what about motorcycles? They were saying alters and roadsters. What about these motorcycles? Why are they with the door cars when they have the best vision of all? And I, at first I was like, yeah, that's true. But then I started thinking about it and I'm like, man, at least a bike, in most cases in the door car class, the bike's chasing the door car. And in the other, in, in the worst or in the best case scenario, a dragster would be running with a bike. Right. Or, but they're most of the time going to be running them down. And at that point, I'm like, that's a safety problem because that's all happening behind you. Me and you rode street bikes. We know what all could happen behind you that you don't know what's going on, so you can't avoid it. But at least if they're running up on them, I don't see much of a safety problem because even if the door car bombs the brakes, the finish line turns it sideways, goes 90 into the wall, that bike's going to be past them. Right, so, right. Here's also that's the reason basically that is. the Roadster is a fancy aerodynamic convertible. Yeah, man, it's a door car, in my opinion. Yes, it doesn't have doors because it's purpose-built, right? Yeah. But so be it. I don't think it needs to move. I don't – actually, I don't see the problem with left-hand uh, – with uh, with with uh, alters coming into the mix either. If that altered – I'm okay with that car running an indoor car as well, personally. Uh, I know that it's center steers, so it steers more like a dragster from the center, whatever the case may be. I know that they can see their front wheels – which could also be an advantage a little bit more over the roadster or the, the, you know, the door car. But I'm okay with them going in class as well. B Big Brad, he says, Brad Gephardt, 
Big George had to get out of it in the final last year. Yeah, man, when we put the 632 in the car and had the wick turned up pretty good, and I do believe we were racing Sean Sarah in that round, uh, RIP, man. Uh, but um, uh, he ran up on my dad, and my dad was pulling away from him, and Sean dropped him. Well, I think my dad may have dropped a little bit, but we already knew we were having a little bit of uh, fighting a little issue with that car with that much horsepower in it. So uh, it's figured out now, I can tell you that. Um, might even see it run some birds racing next year. A, a little birdie on the wall told me that. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Casey, okay, what you got on YouTube before we cut to a commercial? Uh, TJ Phipps has the, has the good comment right here before we go to commercials. Nobody, all caps, wants to be chicken-winged. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, buddy. No, man, keep it going, guys. We're going we're gonna to go to a commercial break real fast and allow our uh, marketing partners to get some airtime here at Going Bracket Racing. Thanks for everybody tuning in and hitting that share button. Again, you guys don't understand how far that share button takes Going Bracket Racing out into the algorithm, which, again, I don't, I don't know what that algorithm is, and I can't solve a Rubik's Cube. So whatever the case is, hit that share button for us. We will be back with a little bit more here on Going Bracket Racing. Don't go anywhere. Get them fired up and get them to the staging lanes, baby, because Eighth Mile Apparel is now carrying Going Bracket Racing merch. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and much more can be yours today by visiting EighthMileApparel.com. We appreciate each and every one of you guys supporting the Going Bracket Racing YouTube and Facebook pages. Here's the skinny on the ProForm SlimFit radiator systems. They are the industry's first and only four-inch thick radiator system. That's the radiator plus the shroud plus the fan combined. combined. A complete unit that's up to 40% thinner than others on the market. Fully assembled for performance out of the box. Eliminate the stress and frustration that comes as precious weekend hours are lost trying to upgrade your cooling system with major space constraints. The SlimFit system utilizes two patented pieces of technology, allowing for a seamlessly integrated radiator system with a third tank in the center of the radiator where the high-performance fan motor is installed inside the core, not hanging off the shroud. The coolant can flow all the way through the radiator, eliminating dead space. And it looks especially great under the hood. Sleek angles, eye-catching perforations, and a smooth aluminum shroud complete the streamlined four-corner design that defines style and a well-put-together engine bay. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Powerglide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800 394 5889. BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. 
You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printed Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you to everybody, marketing partners, uh, for being on, on board here going bracket racing. Special shout out to the GBR community. Uh, without you guys, this show doesn't exist. Thank you for watching every week in, week out, hitting that share button. Keeping everybody interest, entertained with some good old going bracket racing information. Pro form parts, Crew Chief Pro. Uh, I needed you all weekend, Crew Chief Pro, and uh, you helped, but I fell out of the car, so we won't talk about it. Uh, Driven <laughs> Racing Oil, thank you for what you do. BRG Motorsports, 3D printed parts, telling you he can make you whatever you want. You just got to ask, uh, and then give him an, a little bit of an idea of how you want it designed, and he'll, he'll take care of you. TSR Racing Products, special shout out. If you need anything, it's wintertime. Uh, Casey, do we got any more giveaways or we give them all away? No, we got uh, we got one more certificate back there, I think, that we give away from save Crew Chief, or I mean from uh, TSR, yeah. Yeah, save it for the Winter Series. So we'll have another $100 gift card to give away over to TSR Racing Products. Special shout out to you guys for being on board with us since uh, pretty much since we've been doing this. So uh, thanks for it. Syntex Printing, anything printed. Uh, stickers, whatever the case may be, even if it isn't for your race car, Syntex Printing can take care of you, I promise. Uh, Ken Jones Performance, you know how I feel about you. And then Team 14 Motorsports, always for being on board here with going bracket racing. Let's go to the to the chat, maybe a couple more questions. I know one that's going to make everybody uh, laugh out of Jesse Bignall. Uh, classes should be renamed Dragsters and not Dragsters. Solves the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> that's it. We're done. Done deal. <laughs> <laughs> so be it so be it casey what you got on the youtube side before we switch gears well i think we're switching gears anyway because it looks like there's a lot of uh a lot of questions in the chat here about the whole deal with wdra and uh jj's arm drop this past weekend at darlington uh which if, if you guys didn't see it i thought and I told you this today on the phone. I thought that it was a joke, actually, because it was over Halloween time and everything. And I was like, oh, they got a dummy in the bed of the truck. That's funny. <laughs> but then I saw the leg move and then I saw the head move. And I'm like, that's a real guy, <laughs> you know. And then all of a sudden, this old Chevy truck does this huge wheelie and takes off. Uh, so anyway, we'll just read the notice. This is from WDRA. It says notice to WDRA members. Due to the WDRA safety and insurance violations that occurred at Darlington Dragway over the weekend during a track rental, and that's something that everybody needs to note here, a track rental, WDRA has terminated the sanctioning agreement of Darlington Dragway effective today. WDRA members should be advised the WDRA excess medical program benefit for WDRA members is now that of a non-member track. So, this is my opinion on that, George, because I had I've been back and forth on a bunch of different things on this deal. And, uh, you know, I was on one hand, it's great for publicity. Um, I'm sure it packed the track. JJ uh, is a great showman. Uh, you know, you can you can feel however you want, but he does pack the facility whenever he shows up. And anytime you can get someone to the drag strip, it's great. Gets people interested in racing, um, you know. Was it the right way? I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is they got interested in drag racing that day and had a good time. But the thing I don't like about this statement and ultimately what brought me to this conclusion was the fact that they said the excess medical benefit program is now of a non-affiliated, non-member track. So 
on one hand, WDRA is trying to punish Darlington, which we already knew was going back to IHRA anyways. Jeffers announced it on this show four months ago. So we already knew that was going to happen. But the fact of the matter is they're trying to punish Darlington for this problem. And I have no issue with that. But what I have a problem with is that last statement, which is pulling the sanctioning from Darlington for the rest of the year is punishing the WDRA members that have bought into your membership program, uh, you know, and, and bought your racing license and things like that. And that's the part that I think that they really messed up on. They're punishing the racers just as much as they punish the track. And uh, and that's that's just that's my personal opinion on it. That's the reason I don't like the way that they worded it. Now, if insurance required them to do that because of something that happened there, I assure you that in their insurance policy, there's probably nothing about a guy riding in the back of a truck doing a wheelie. So I don't see how that could happen. I see how it could be a slap on the wrist real quick. Um, if they sanction all these other tracks and they're all under this big insurance umbrella, one track isn't going to cause this to happen overnight. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is this is punishing the racers at the bare minimum. It's punishing the racers just as much as they're punishing the track. And I don't think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, man, you hit on a lot of good points. Uh, the most important one, in my opinion, and, and this leads me into something that I I studied in college and I might have a little a little thought process or two behind um, opportunity of politics. And this particular issue just so happened to be brought up almost as if WDRA was waiting for Darlington to do something wrong so that they could sabotage the fact that WDRA wouldn't be retaining Darlington as a quote unquote, should I say Darlington as the best track that they had in the first place. Okay. Why do I say that? Not, no slight against anybody else. Okay. No slight. But that's where the world finals was for WDRA. That was their biggest event of the year, if I'm not mistaken myself. So that's why I said it that way, not to take anything away from anybody else. Um, I don't like that there was an instance in time where a lapse in judgment, um, um, very, very goofy moment. And if you ask me, JJ the boss probably shouldn't be able to rent any facilities for a little while, uh, maybe give him a year off and, and give him a little bit of time in some anger management or some 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 type of program to get get him to think a little bit better. Uh, that wasn't smart, okay? And you definitely didn't take into consideration what could happen to said track. Um, here nor there, because it, like you said, Casey, it brought brought people to the stands. Uh, and I'm also here to say that, uh, you know, all money ain't good money. It's just the way I feel about it. And in this case, this, this, this ain't good money. Uh, but I don't like that WDRA took the chance to slap at that uh, at Darlington, just uh, in my opinion, just because IHRA has already retained Darlington, or should I say Darlington went back to IHRA. Um, I also heard of other things that happened safety-wise that probably shouldn't happen, which I'm sure all of you already know about. Something about a junior dragster running alongside a top fuel car. We didn't call that out, and I'm not trying trying to be devil's advocate here neither. Um, one doesn't make one better or worse than the other. Not a comparison here. Both of them are pretty goofy, right? But why didn't you say anything about that when that happened? That's where I'm at. Yeah. Keep it That's honest. A keep good it fair. If you want to talk about you could lose your, your insurance product because you've done something that could possibly be against insurance, although I'm pretty sure most insurance companies have clauses that says no horseplay. That sounds like horseplay to me, okay? So there's probably a clause there that would have, would have put insurance in the clear anyway, right? 
But if you're going to call one out, call the other out. You're not going to call That's the true. other out because it's a WDRA track and it's likely coming back to WDRA. You don't want to make them mad, but you don't care to make Darlington mad because they're going to IHRA. Nor do you care to make IHRA look bad because that's your competitor. I mean, well, I think at all winner, last if winner. That's the, if that's the goal, in my opinion, that would be an epic fail because if I was uh, IHRA, the first thing I would come out of my mouth was see what happens when I'm not in charge. That's right. what I would say. You know, right. So, I mean, that would be a huge fail if, if that was the goal. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, dude, Darlington has been like a staple in the sport of drag racing and that whole town in motorsports in general, NASCAR included, for like 50 years. I mean, Darlington Speedway has probably been around since the 50s, but I know the drag strip's been around since at least the mid-70s. And at the end of the day, man, this track – Darlington is one of the staples of all of drag racing as a sport. They do outlaw racing. They do have a great bracket program. They have radial stuff. Their testing tunes are actually like quite possibly when we took Dad's Chevelle there for the first shakedowns that we did on it. That's possibly the best track that we have ever been on in our entire life. And we grew up racing at Gateway. Right. That's a national event facility. Right. You know, so I mean. So that's saying something, I guess, after all these years is my point. But, you know, they've had, I think, I think they've had some duck races there. They obviously had fuel cars there for years and years and years. Um, you know, don't take down a staple of the sport. Don't try to beat down a staple of the sport because of one thing in 50 years. Yeah. Um, and who says the track manager or track owner even knew this was going to happen? Because, again, this was a track rental. This was a this was essentially within reason. Obviously, can't burn the place down, but within reason, when you rent the track, it's yours that day. It's yours, and everything that's there that you that you got included in the contract, that's yours. And who's to say this guy didn't just you know they had this idea they were going to do something, and this guy could have just walked out and done it before anybody even knew what was going on because they were just all up there talking on the starting line about stuff. I mean, it's uh, you know. You know, it's just it's the wrong move, in my opinion, to. Uh, yeah, TJ Phipps, Darlington is a first class regardless of sanctioning. I mean, that's what was funny, too, is that, you know, a lot of people freaked out and they're like, what what's Darlington going to do? You know, like, you know, hypothetically speaking, what if they can't get uh, anybody to insure them? Well, Darlington, again, going back to it, that entire town is highly based around motorsports. It has been for I mean, think about it, dude, if the in in the 50s. That's when the speedway popped up, and then in the '70s, the drag strip popped up, and they were they both been huge ever since. That whole town, a lot of the motorsports is what funds that town. Someone in that town is going to insure that facility. You don't have to worry about that. There's a price for everything, no matter what. Yeah, and but uh, uh, Eric White saying Darlington put out a statement this afternoon. JJ can't bring any more events there. I believe, Casey, you might have shared that to GBR already as well. So if you didn't get to catch Darlington's um, statement, go check it there. Uh, but definitely, I'm I'm just a, I'm, I'm, I don't want to throw or sound like I'm, I'm against WDRA. I'm really not. Uh, I want anything good for bracket racing. And if it's bracket right. racing oriented, do it. Don't throw shade, though. Play If you want to play the game and be the best of the best, do it fair. Don't just, in my opinion, what I feel like happened is WDRA saw a moment to throw a stone towards IHRA because IHRA is now the sanctioning body of that track. So, like you said, Casey, 
see what happens when I ain't in charge. That's a great comment. Yeah. What I mean. So that's where yeah, I stand yeah. here. This isn't a WDRA beatdown. Uh, that's not how we get down around here at uh, at going bracket racing. Anything that's good for this sport, I'm all for. But that was not good for the sport. And I don't blame a track. I kind of blame the person who had the track rented. And um, that's just not smart. Let's Anything can happen in that moment. Let's, let's just keep it that way. How many times have we been at a racetrack where somebody's been drinking and fall off the back of a golf cart? And next thing you know, something's wrong with that person for a while. Okay? Yeah. Now we're talking it about shuts the race down. out dang drag drag truck. Man. All yep. right. I'm done with it. I don't, I don't yeah. need no more words from me, Casey. But, um, you know, to, to kind of go towards uh, back on JJ side type deal here for a second, just because of the showmanship involved in this and how many people loved watching. Like, I mean, you can you go find that on. I don't know if it's on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Uh, usually when I want to find something, I just ask my buddy Adam Booya and somehow he finds it in like five minutes. <laughs> but the fact is, is that. Um, how could we implement stuff like this? safely stunt wise and things like that because that's what it was was a stunt to get people in the gate to watch this stuff because think about it man they have freestyle motocross in arenas they have insurance they have monster trucks at a lot of these tracks galat has monster trucks out there in the field they got insurance uh you know it brings tons of people in the gates brings tons of money into the track can help the track make a lot of improvements that don't require us to pay a lot more in entry fee um, or reduce the purse or anything. So we need to figure out how to have stuff like this, but have it in a safe manner and have it in a way that, you know, somebody has inspected this where this guy's probably not going to die type thing. And, you know, something like that, because it, because I, I can say, I said it in the beginning of this whole conversation, JJ, the boss is a great showman. He's probably one of the best showmen, you know, Aside from someone like Stevie Jackson, who just posted something hilarious uh, there for their show, him and Lyle Barnett's show tonight. Um, but I mean, showmanship is what's really needed in drag racing. That's why do you think the wheelie vehicles were ever invented? Like the, the wheel standards, like the little red wagon, stuff like that. And a peacemaker. We remember that guy from Chicago. Right. Um, you know, those things, jet cars, things like that, you know. How can we get more of that to be going on again? Because that night of fire, man, that that's what that would have been perfect for is night of fire. Yeah. A lot of people in the stands too, man. And uh, I don't know, man, uh, kind of what Jeremy Rosenthal saying here, this will be great for JJ. No such thing as bad press. It just, it will just increase his popularity. I mean, that's a yep. fact. He's going to definitely get more popular than he already is. I mean, it's J.J. the boss we're talking about. I don't mind him. I'd actually like to see him race myself, you know. Um, but we got to be smart about what we do to the tracks that keep us coming to the track. Uh, I don't want to see a track like Darlington lose anything, for crying out loud, let alone anything smaller. Because if he did it at Darlington, he'll definitely do something that goofy at another track. So that's all I got. You know, better make him sign a waiver or, or something. I don't know what to tell you, you know, but... Yeah, sure he does too. So, Casey, what else we got, man? Got well, got about on a eight minutes. On another, well, this is a perfect time for that because there's really no answer to this question. But I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. Did anyone else notice that Wes Buck just posted just our generic comment that said, "What's the most money Top Sportsman's ever paid to win?" Huh. So I wonder what that I means. That. I saw that. 
So that's going to be interesting to see because he's been known to add categories like top dragster and stuff like that into their little into their World Series of Pro Mod and whatnot. Right. Um, and obviously he's putting on what like one and a half million dollars. Drag Illustrate is putting on one and a half million dollars to win a uh, uh, well all pro race and stuff like that for NHRA cars. So and I know Wes probably will comment on this because I know he watches. All everything that has to do with drag racing, Wes watches it. So, yeah. Wes, when you watch this post on there, why are you saying that, man? And <laughs> let, then us, maybe, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a good one too. He says, uh, Brian Cook says, "What do you think JJ would do against the bracket racer if he would go bracket racing? Put his car on the trailer because he would take a serious L, and I'll challenge JJ to boss myself. Except." I ain't got more money you got, JJ, so don't be asking me to put no five, $10,000 up for the round. He'd want you to, too. <laughs> I know that. He put your money up. And I was like, I ain't got that, JJ, you know, but probably get loaded up. Um, Brian, he's going to get loaded up is all it is to it. I'm going to run the MFF pro. <laughs> Casey, man. Some of, some of their stuff's pretty fast, though. I will say that. I yeah. mean, it's, it's real fast. Those The thing is, is that that's the other thing that people don't realize, too, is that JJ is one of those people where I'm pretty sure that he's actually a real street racer. Like he's not a, he's not a fake one. Like he's not a, yeah, he's not a TV one. Like I think he's made a lot of money street racing in that general, that very central Memphis, St. Louis general area in there. There's a lot of people, man, out there that uh, I've, I've heard stories my entire life of street racing on Hall Street and stuff like that. And I'm sure he's been there before probably. Yeah, so out in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, what you're with him, whenever you bring him in, you're getting what you're getting. Yeah, but that would be neat so. though, to be like, hey, JJ the boss is gonna put on a show and then put him in a bracket car, let him bring bracket race his car and see what he's got. See if he's got some bracket racing skill to it. That could be it right there in itself. That was a pretty good idea, man. I got Scooter Hamlin in the chat here saying all WDR DRA did was set a precedent. For all its tracks, if something like this happens or whatever insurance violations happen at WDRA sanctioned tracks, are they going to get canceled sanctions? In a, in a sense, that's exactly what they just said um, without saying it. And that's why I wanted to throw up the fact that something like this has already happened when that top fuel dragster lined up against the junior. I don't care if he blew it up on the line or if before the drag, the, the junior dragster got past 60 foot, he was already at 330. That doesn't bother me none. Um, that is a safety hazard. Period, point blank. Right. There's nothing you can say to, to change my mind that a top fuel dragster should not be lined up against the junior. I don't care if it's for a car. Oh, yeah, man. Those, I don't care what it is. Those, those things blow up sometimes whenever you forget to turn the blower the wrong way or whatever, and they load up with nitro or something like, I mean, they've blown heads off and hurt people a million times. That's, that's a pretty, that was a pretty terrible idea. In my opinion, like there's really no way to look around. Like if you were just putting them up there to take a picture, like not running or whatever, just sitting there taking a picture. That's cool. I understand that it's cool. Cause you're like, man, this junior dragster kid could be this guy one day, but yeah, that that's, not smart at all. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that in my in my own race car. What if you break an axle and turn in and run this kid over? You know, like that's that was a terrible idea. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Yeah, man. I would uh, never let my kid do that. Ever. Yeah, no, no. I don't care what it's for either. Commercial money doesn't matter. You, my kid ain't gonna do it. No, I ain't gonna do it for my kid and sit in a junior while a top fuel sit. No, no, no. If you want me yeah. to drive a top fueler, I'll do that. Let me. I'll drive a top fuel. I right, hey, put me in the seat. 
I'll be scared when I get out. <laughs> Probably when I get in too. Don't matter. But but yeah, man, Casey, this is a pretty good show. Uh, I'm real. I'm stuck on Scooter's uh, comment because that was a good one. What are they gonna do? What are they trying to say to all of their member tracks? Maybe we just saw self destruction or implosion because that wasn't a smart comment, especially when everybody in racing community already knew that Darlington was going back IHRA. At least the majority of us already knew that. Pretty, pretty right. interesting, in my opinion. What we got in closing, Case? Man, uh, I guess really, I think uh, I think we got SFG to watch a Capital City this weekend. I did see that the weather doesn't look spectacular for Friday, yep. but uh, they said if uh, they said if it rains Friday, they'll run for a hundred on Saturday because I think it's supposed to be good Saturday and Sunday, so it's definitely not going to get canceled. They're going to run for a hundred on Saturday, more than likely, and fifty on Sunday. Right. I think Kevin Brandon's leading their points program. Uh, this is the mm -hmm. last race for that, so uh, you know that's not someone you want to be in the points lead because he's not going to get intimidated, and I'd be willing to bet that at least one day Kevin Brandon will be probably. I would say bare minimum, Kevin Brand will be down to eight cars one of those days. Yeah, splitting up something. And don't forget, there's a 15K warm-up, which is going to be the next thing I was going to uh, switch to before we got out of here in the first place. But 15K warm-up, Motormania will be on the premises, as always. Thank you, Motormania, for everything that you do to bring bracket racing to my dog on TV set. Uh, because then I'll have something to watch, you know what I mean? So, um, everybody's got something to watch. I believe it's this weekend. And... Um, and um ought to be a good one so is that this weekend casey or is it next hold on but capital city yeah i think it's this weekend i think it is too but i'm just double checking i mean yeah, it's this either weekend. way whatever yeah. either way i'm going to uh i'm going to kinston i'm going to go to uh tobacco field nationals i've been wanting to go to it for a long time i think they've been doing it pretty much forever um so it's uh you can't ever get mad anytime anytime that there's racing in November, you kind of got to go because you never know when it's going to be the last one for the year just because of the way the weather works this time of year. So it could randomly all of a sudden be 30 degrees, you know, starting three days from now or something like that. So I'm going to try to go while I can and uh, have a good time. And then after that, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Last thing I'll call out about the SFG race, too, is if I don't believe that race is sold out, and I'm pretty sure that flyer does say if it's not sold out, something like 625 to gate entry. So um, there you have it, guys. Hope everybody headed down that way has good luck. I do believe the Ratata, Mr. Uh, why, is, why can't I get uh, my man's name out right now? It just left me. I don't <laughs> know what's going on with me. <laughs> Mr. Noble, Mr. Nobles is going out there and uh, hopefully you turn on some wind lights there. So um, good luck. Thanks for joining us here. Going bracket racing. Thanks for sharing the video with your friends and family. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for chiming in.